Kato, welcome to the panel RNZ National with me, Guy Williams, Linda, Helen, and nice to be with you Friday afternoon. More protests are planned for tomorrow late morning. Auckland businesses especially are bracing themselves for more disruption by Brian Tamaki's Freedom and Rights Coalition. In a statement to the panel, the coalition said this government must go. Every institution in this country is in crisis because the institution over them, the government, is in crisis. This is the government of crises they want a snap election. Auckland Council has warned the group, which has not applied for a permit, that it faces enforcement action if there is any live music, food trucks or entertainment. A couple of weeks ago, around 1,000 protesters marched on Auckland's southern motorway, closing it to traffic. With us is the head of the New Market Business Association, Mark Knopf. Thomas, kia ora, Mark. Kia ora, Wallace. Saturday would be your busiest day, wouldn't it? Saturday is indeed the busiest day. Uh, we do around three and a half million bucks on a Saturday, on a good Saturday, uh, sometimes a bit more. And uh, in the last protest, certainly put paid to that. How have you said, or you've actually said you are preparing for the worst. Explain how. Yeah, well, we are. Sort of, we're lots of intel sharing going on with various security providers and the police, etc., and just talking to businesses. But I actually have had some comms from the protesters to say they're going to avoid new market tomorrow, okay. and they're going to go in a different direction. Um, but which is all well and good, but also it just means that somebody else is going to sort of pay the price or be the brunt of it in other parts of central Auckland. And it will probably still affect traffic around your area anyway. Yeah, uh, you know, Saturday traffic is pretty horrendous at the best of times, and I think Saturdays have, have quickly got worse over the last over the last few years. It's more like a Monday morning rush hour, but um, that's that's not great. And traffic gridlock puts people off, puts shoppers off. Uh, you know, so any disruption is not welcome, especially for our small business owners all across Auckland Central who've done it really tough for the last couple of years, and and they just need to be able to trade freely. It's the cost of living in a society where we do have the right to protest, no matter what we think of the issue, and uh, you uh, have, have got to respect that, Mark. Oh, I 100% fully. I mean, I've been in protest marches myself, not so much in, in more recent years, but of course I've been part of it, and, dem- and a good democracy has great protests, and protests have affected great change in history looking around the world and global politics. But I think the, the real impact, though, for this protest is not affecting um, the Prime Minister or the ministers around the Cabinet table. It's affecting you know regular mums and dads who've got small businesses. They're the ones who, who are bearing the brunt of it. It's tricky too, isn't it? Because I mean, I've always, I, I quite like a good protest, I must say, but the biggest problem I have with these protests is that by all means you have the right to protest, but what, what they're actually protesting is democracy. So, you know, you protest against undemocratic things, not against democratic things. It makes no sense. And I mean, it's really, it's really sad, in fact, that we're even having to talk about it because giving it airtime makes it, I think, a little bit more legitimate and it doesn't deserve that. Well, I think, you know, a lot of people have got grievances with government government policy and that's sort of, you know, that's nor that's a sign of a healthy democracy. But I think there are probably better ways to, to highlight it uh, than disrupting small business owners. All right. Uh, Guy. I was just going to ask, you keep on saying small businesses. Is that like a PR move? Don't get me wrong. I'm very upset about the new market uh, business district being affected. But you always say in your spin, you say small businesses, small businesses. When I think of New Market, I think of Nike, Adidas, Westfield, Hugo Boss. Is that like a, in order to get people on side, you use the term small business to make people think of a mum and dad fruit grocer? 
Well, it's certainly not spin. Uh, and reality is that multinational brands aren't, aren't so impacted by things like protests because they've got resources and scale to, and have got the resilience to withstand it. The ones who really are impacted are the small business owners who might have one shop or one cafe, one bar, one restaurant, and that's, that is their business. So that is what a small business owner means. All right, Mark, kia ora. Thank you for that. Mark Knopf, Thomas there. And uh, now one Aucklander is so fed up that he's decided to organise a counter-protest. Mark Graham, welcome. Kia ora. Hello, Wallace. How are you doing? Good. Why are you deciding to take a stand? Uh, I've watched over the last few years uh, a rise in anti-democratic undermining of our democracies, these movements coming out left, right and centre, right around the world, and then starting up and becoming much more prevalent in New Zealand uh, through the pandemic response. And it worries the hell out of me. And so I took some inspiration from Dudley down in Dunedin, who organised a uh, a counter-protest to the FARC group when they, when they went down there a couple of weeks ago and they had a fantastic response and completely overwhelmed the, uh, the opposition group. And I just thought it's a shame that we didn't do that the last time the bishop actually did this in the domain. And so Wednesday or Tuesday night, I, I saw notification that the event was coming up and I went, we need to do something. And I threw it out on Twitter and said, wouldn't it be great if somebody did this? And everyone went, fantastic idea, and you're just the person. And it's kind of taken off since then. All right. Um, there's a melting pot of issues here, Mark. Some of them you may disagree with. Others, quite clearly, I've been reading some of the comments, are around the fact that people are feeling that they're going backwards in life, treading water financially, no hope of getting ahead, don't you sense that too, Mark? So you know, isn't it fair to give them a I, little bit of I leeway? You've got to agree with that. No, I, I, I live it. You know, I've got financial pressures. You know, we're under stress with our mortgage. We're just about to re-sign our mortgage. We've got, we've got a huge increase in our mortgage payments that we're going, going to have to find somewhere. I live it every day as well. Well, that's, why they're, that's why they're protesting. That's why they're protesting. Well, no, I think that's... That's that's a, uh, one of the reasons that they put forward, but they were always coming from an anti-mandate, anti-mask, how do you tell us what we need to do kind of approach. They are, um, you know, if, if they were really worried, if Brian was really worried about that with his church members, then why is he flying off to the Gold Coast on the back of his members why is he doing this kind of stunt, which is really out to increase his, his flock and his political power, which ultimately comes back to a grift for his own bank accounts? So this is personal. And it's per, it's an anti-Brian Tamaki protest for you. That's what it is. Uh, look, I, I don't like Brian's politics, and I don't like his religious philosophy. Let's go to you know, I'll Linda. acknowledge that. All right. Okay. Linda. I couldn't argue with that either, to be fair. (laughs) Thank you. And I also think that what he's doing is he's exploiting people for his own gain, and I really dislike that. And I don't like bullies. I don't like this toxic, macho BS 
that Tamaki projects with the Harleys and the leather and the black shirts. I don't like any of that. It's got it's got real fascistic overtones that, you know, it, he, he may not be a fascist in and of himself, but certainly there are messages underlying all of that. On top of that, there's the bigotry that the Destiny Church embodies, his denial of rights for gays and the LGBTQ community, and I, and I don't like that. All right, and uh, so Guy, let's bring Guy in. Um, yeah, my, my question was going to be, um, do you think that... Um, I've actually vaguely... Oh, do you think that Twitter is going to get behind this? We've all done polls on Twitter before that have been huge successes, but do you think people that are actually going to show up just because Twitter supports you often doesn't mean much? Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, when I, when I kicked it off on Tuesday night, I thought, well, you know, it'll be me and, me and uh, half a dozen mates up there. Um, yeah. It's kind of taken off a little bit since then. We, we've ticked over more than a 1,000 people on our Facebook page within two days. We are getting huge support on Twitter, uh, and um, we've got a whole bunch of different networks that are putting the message out through their channels as well. So I'm hoping that we'll get a substantial number of people there to demonstrate that we don't want the kind of messages that Brian Tamaki is putting out there in our communities. I don't know if you can hear, my phone is dinging like crazy at the moment. Everybody's texting me to either, I don't know if they're saying well done or if it. they're saying shut, shut the hell up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and on, and on <laughs> the they're hearing you on the panel. And before you go, Mark, um, you've had a little bit of um, uh, hate directed your way also. I have, I have. Uh, I've, I've had a direct message that had an underlying threat, but uh, worse than that, I actually had somebody come on the Facebook page and accused me of, of rape, which was unbelievably distressing, actually. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's clearly false. There's so much that was wrong about it. But, but still, to have that happen uh, is, is really awful. Uh, Mark, thanks for being with us on the panel. Kia ora. That is um, Mark Graham, who has decided to organise this counter-protest against... Uh, Brian Tamaki's Freedom and Rights Coalition protests that is going ahead tomorrow at late morning at Tamaki Makoto. 18 past four, the panel, Linda Helen and Guy Williams with me today. New research has shown that visitors are in favour of our tourist destinations to be vape and smoke-free. A smoke-free and vape-free zone was trialled for six months in Hanmer Springs and almost a 1,000 people were surveyed to find out what they thought. 95% of visitors said they would be more likely or as likely to visit other places in Aotearoa that had smoke-free zones. For more, we're joined by Martin Witt from the Cancer Society's Canterbury West Coast Division. Kia ora, Martin. Nice to have you on. Kia ora, Wallace. Thank you very much for letting me come on. Visitors all for it. What about businesses and what about residents? Well, we were really pleased with the research because we actually saw also... Um, high degrees of acceptability from both residents and support to and three residents and nearly, nearly as many businesses, which uh, was the kind of figures that we were hoping for and certainly echoed earlier research elsewhere. So we were very happy with that level of acceptability. How easy would it be for councils to implement something like this? Extremely easy. Um, we are really proud across the motto of, of councils, there's 67 councils, nearly all of them have 
successful voluntary smoke-free policies. And the, the nature of these policies is such that they simply need to be promoted. We're riding what I believe to be an ex- a, a, a wave of acceptability. And so across the country, organizations like the Cancer Society are working in partnership with councils to actually see that these can be rolled out. Um, very acceptable and very easy. It's quite interesting, isn't it? Because I'm just trying to think the last time I actually smelled cigarette smoke. You know, most of the places I go, I guess, are smoke-free. I like the idea because I can't see what the downside is to. The thing that I find more interesting is about the vaping is that just the proliferation of vape shops everywhere around, everywhere you go. And, I mean, I live south of Auckland and, you know, in Papakura, which is uh, not exactly an affluent area, I think there's four or five vape shops and they look like fancy cafes. And I'm like, how have we allowed that to take over from cigarettes with no regulation? Well, that's one of the things. New Zealand has got international standards on tobacco control, and we absolutely applaud what the ministers are doing for the smoke-free bill. But the, the truth is that the toothpaste has regrettably been suddenly let out of the, the tube. We have got nearly 700 specialist vaping shops. They are concentrated in uh, less affluent areas, as you said. Uh, the Cancer Society believes that we should treat smoke-free and vape-free similar. So ultimately that proliferation of vaping shops is is not acceptable. And certainly recently, local authorities at the LGNZ conference, uh, 79% of councils said that they actually would like uh, powers to uh, stop that proliferation, give them the local um, ability to to, um, restrict that. So I totally agree with what you're saying. Guy Williams. Um, I just wanted you to clarify what we're going for here because I, I, I don't run into smoking that much these days. Obviously, vaping is, is everywhere, uh, unfortunately. But like, are, we, are we looking at like making like outdoor walks and stuff like that smoke-free? Like I can't quite – specifically, what are we talking about? What we're looking at are those public, air, public spaces where there are gatherings. So clearly, you know, there are lots of places which you, you, you wouldn't expect to be visibly promoted. What we're talking about are in towns, the civic spaces, pedestrian miles, the bus, the bus stops, and in smaller places like Hamner, a town square. Um, so it is what I would call acceptable to send signals out to the public that, that smoking and vaping is to be discouraged. The key thing here is that it is self-regulating. So in no way are we trying to say, hey, look, we're forcing things here. This is being embraced by councils, and our research shows that uh, it is an acceptable way of denormalising smoking and increasing in our vaping. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, just just on, on just on vaping compared to smoking, because we this came up on the panel uh, earlier, and we will get questions about this. And uh, there's always that inevitable comparison. We know that a research is still ongoing on this, but looking at the Ministry of Health website now, of which. Uh, Smoke Free 2025 is part of, and it says right up front in big, big letters, vaping is less harmful than smoking. So vaping is not harmless, but it is much less harmful than smoking. So what of that? You're, in a way, you're putting vaping and smoking on similar platforms, but let's look at the facts here. It is less harmful. But we don't have the facts yet, do we? I mean, it's too I'm new. Looking, I'm looking at the Ministry no. of Health website right now, of which the smoke-free 2025 But we don't know whether of. if you vape for, for 20 years, no. what, that's gonna, what sort of impact that's going to have on your lungs. We just don't know because vapes haven't been around that long. Martin? Absolutely right. I concur with you. The, the, it is a little bit like saying, yes, it's like saying 
um, vaping is is less harmful in the way that wrestling with a small crocodile is is less harmful than a large crocodile. The the evidence is not there of the long term harms. If it was for the cancer, I would say, look, for some people it may help quit. If that is the case then regulated as a prescription item for somebody trying yeah. to quit. What we're concerned about is that do you think half the councils in the, in the country have put policies out to, to to echo that? No, they've put it out because there is a proliferation of vaping, a societal recreational, and that's what we're worried about. But we have to put the two together because we still see smoking take 5,000 5, people a year of lives, and there is still gross inequity between Mari and Pacquiao. So the two uh, have to come along together without wishing to conflate them. They are both serious public health issues. 5,000 a year. That's quite a number, isn't it? That's, that's, that's shocking, isn't it? Well, it is. And what we've got to remember, we applaud the government for what they've done in terms of putting the smoke-free bill on, on, out for consultation. But we've got to remember that the recommendations that we're now supporting first came out in 2010 with the Mari Affairs Select Committee. It is appalling that we've seen 10 years of increasing loss of life and increasing exposure. Whilst we've made tremendous progress, we still have not addressed satisfactorily the major public health issue of smoking. And during that time, the vaping issue was proliferated. So both need to be treated together. Okay, Martin Wood there from the Cancer Society's Canterbury West Coast Division. Meanwhile, a bit of response regarding the protest. Margaret says, thank goodness for Mark. Kiwis sit back and be armchair critics, but too often we don't stand up for our values and rights. But here's a man who is brave enough to stand up and say, hey, the majority believe in democracy and the rule of law. We believe in our way of life, and Brian Tamaki is... uh, not the majority. 26 past four. I had been dying to get this to this one yesterday, but we didn't have time for it. So I thought, oh, Guy Williams, Linda Helen, they would have answers to this. <laughs> there, because there's, <laughs> there's something that I want to bring up with you. At a cafe, a friend got talking about how annoyed he was that his mother, flying in from Christchurch, always asks to be picked up. And he went on to say, I've told her, jump in an Uber and I will reimburse you. Get into the, get off the plane, go through the airport, onto that front little bit of tarmac, jump in an Uber and I will give you $42 or whatever it costs, which led to a discussion amongst quite a few people in the cafe. Are the days of going to pick people up from the airport gone? I said, yes, they are. It is of the past. No matter who you are, a relative or whatever you do, you make your own way into town. You've got the means. Let's go around the panel. Stop it. Don't be such a meanie. I mean, I've got to say, driving to the airport is the worst drive, isn't it? If you're exactly. not going anywhere, it's a nightmare. Exactly. But you know what? Even when I fly in by myself and I've got my car already parked there, a small part of me feels sad and like misloved or unloved when I walk through the gates and there's nobody waiting for me. It's a glorified I, bus terminal. No, it's, and it's what, also a very prob- small thing you can problem? do to what's show that problem? you care about someone. Don't be so mean. If your mum wants to be picked up, don't be such a bully. She pushed you out of her innards. She deserves a free <laughs> ride home from the airport every time she wants it. I'm sorry. Meanwhile, you've got a busy life at home. You're at the office. You've got to take one, of, to you, got to take one and a half hours out of your <laughs> schedule and you're, ram- you're being reamed at the office. Uh, You've you got to go to the airport. It's going to be a flight delay. 
Oh, <laughs> it always uh, is. Why, why, Guy Williams, can I, can I not just put $42 direct credit into the account, get the Uber <laughs> into town, meet you in town for a nice coffee or a trim latte? Well, a little bit. You, you guys are like using a bit of a, a tricky argument trick here. Just like that guy before, he pays off small businesses when really he's representing a lot of big businesses as well. You're hiding behind it. They're using the mum as like a dummy here. And I think in this argument, like, yes, if your mum wants to be picked up from the airport and she asks specifically, it's you, you have to do that. However, imagine if it was your everyone- girlfriend. If it was your girlfriend, you wouldn't say, nah, get an Uber. Because she'd be like, yes, well, stop no, you, would. mate. I, yes, you I would. Well, that's would. why you're that's, single, that's, guy. That's why yeah. you're single. For that very reason. I think everyone else should take the bus. Even better option. Get on the bus. But oh, if, you're if crazy. Mom, if, if mum requests it, that's the one exception. I'll pick up my mum, but everyone else, my dad, my brother, my sister, my girlfriend, uh, workmates, you've got to get the bus in, you've got to get your, your car in, you've got to figure it out. Uh, just, just on a more serious note, there. Let's just keep it really serious for one minute. If you, if you did have a girlfriend guy, uh, and she yeah. was flying in from Christchurch, you wouldn't pick her up. Just clarify it. Just clarify it. <laughs> um, you've put me on thin, thin ice here, but um, oh yeah, I pro, I probably would. I probably would. If any ladies are out there and looking for some rides from the airport, I hope your um, mum's listening guy. now because she's going to feel really stink that she comes down lower than an imaginary girlfriend. No, 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 no. You're <laughs> twisting my words. I said specifically that mum was the only exception. All oh, right, mum, sorry, I'll take it you. back. <laughs> Come on, Wallace. Where is your affection? Show some love. Tell me where my affection is. My affection is um, as she gets out of the Uber in the CBD, I buy her a nice. Do you know the other way to think about it? I buy her a gelato. I buy her a gelato from the best <laughs> ice cream shop downtown. That's Imagine my if affection. the Uber crashed on the way home from the airport and she died. I feel right? That'll ruin your life forever. So don't risk it. Wallace, where's your affection gone? Show some love. Um, quite a bit on uh, this. Uh, it's your mum. She wiped your bottom. For heaven's sake, does this mean you won't be looking out for her in old age? Wallace, how cruel that man is that cannot be bothered driving to pick up his mother from the airport. <laughs> can, I, can, I just, can, can I just say it's really interesting that they mention that um, old age from that last email because I think this is a problem going forward that the younger generation won't look after the, the older generation in their old age. I, I do think that is something we need to worry about and that's something that um, Pākehā culture maybe doesn't appreciate that maybe other cultures are better at looking after the elders, you know? What a selfless son. No, of course not okay to resent picking up your own mother or anyone else. Honestly, Wallace, I've lost all respect from you uh, from this afternoon on. Uh, I'm just <laughs> Nice to, to hear they had some respect for you. Were you asking I, for I, a friend, Wallace, or I, was it actually I, you? I, no, 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 no. no. This, is, this, is, this is someone else. But I will clarify if mum is listening. Um, if, if you really want us to pick you up, we will schedule that day and time in, and we will, of course, <laughs> um, come and get you, no doubt. You're on the panel, RNZ National, Guy Williams and Linda Helen, and with me it is time for headlines. Thank you, Wallace. You're still just in my good books there now. Thank you, my other <laughs>